Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hey, it's Matt from the Direct-to-Video Connoisseur here. Thanks again for listening to the DTVC podcast. Before we jump in, I wanted to quickly let you know that my new novel, A Girl and a Gun, is available on Amazon now, both on Kindle and paperback. It follows Justin, a successful writer, whose past as a scriptwriter for a fetish porn site comes back to haunt him and threatens to derail his career. As he's picking up the pieces, he gets an opportunity to make a movie called A Girl and a Gun with a rom-com star. Justin may have bitten off more than he can chew, though, because she's notoriously difficult to work with. If you're interested, you can find the link on our webpage, along with the link to my first novel, Chad and Accounting. If you have any questions, please reach out, and I thank you for the support. Now, on to the podcast. Welcome back to the Direct-to-Video Connoisseur Podcast. As always, this is Matt here, and I am joined by frequent collaborators, uh, Ty and Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. Welcome back, guys. Great to be back. Hey, we're back. And I got to say, you know, that song comes in before we start talking, the uh, Direct-to-Video Connoisseur song. It's great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. John Cross uh, of After Movie Diner, he created that. I remember he said to me, like, one of the times that he was on, um, he was like, I can't believe you're still using that song. And I was like, well, what, am I, what other song am I going to use? Like, it's, it's, it's like it works. It does, it does what I needed to do. And yeah, I, I don't know. Do you guys use, I, so I use a, um, a site called Audio Joiner to put my, you know, put the pieces together. So I've got like my ad for my novel, then the intro, then the mm-hmm. actual podcast itself. And then the, um, uh, then the, um, the, the, the theme song again at the end and I think there's like a setting where it can fade in from like one to the other and so um so yeah sometimes it will be like uh like especially at the end it's almost like the song is like like playing us out like it's I don't know if playing us out is the right term but it's almost like it's like almost like what is it like the Grammys or the Oscars or something like yeah. where they, they play the music <laughs> say bye it says, direct the video concert bye how's it going <laughs> well so they play you off as yeah, they say, exactly you know? right it's almost yeah. like all right guys come on wrap up wrap up you know here comes the song and it's like yeah because <laughs> um, I, I think there's a setting where I could change where it's actually more firm where it's like we're done the song starts but I, I don't know the faded feature kinda, I kind of like it but um yeah um 
So, and of course, anytime I say play us out, I just think of the uh, the Bill O'Reilly, you know, we'll do it live. Like, because yeah. uh, <laughs> I think that's what it was. I think that's what, what prompted it was uh, the guy who who like wrote on the the, the screen, uh, sheet or something, you know, uh, play us out or do something like that. He's like, what does this mean? I don't know what this means. You know, and he's sort of freaking out. I see. Well, I just thought it meant when someone at the Oscars is taking too long, they just start playing the music to get them off. The <laughs> you know, stage. Start thinking the thinking the best boy and the you know the gaffers. Like I've maybe got time to play it off. You know, it's just like <laughs> exactly. Whoever thinks the best boy and the gaffers. Well, that's true. It's, it's a lot of thankless work. You know, no, yeah. no one. You're right. People should thank them. Yeah. Like, thank you for lugging all this stuff around so I can act for five seconds and go to back to my trailer. <laughs> oh, you know, and. <laughs> You know, because, you know, Matt, you always have these books. The book I'm working on, I do mention something like this where, like, all right, so you watch the credits of a movie and it has everyone that worked on the movie. Nowhere else in life do you get this. Like, when you go to the grocery store, you don't get a long crawl saying, the store manager is Larry O'Donnell <laughs> and the bag boy is this. And the, only in movies do you get a credit roll. Nowhere else in life, you know? So I just think that's interesting. Yeah, because it well, used to what, not be the case, okay. right? It used to be when the movie ended, it just said the end, and that was it, and you didn't know who any of those people were. That's true. I guess in the old ones, they have like a, some credits in the beginning, and then you don't even think about it. Well, and I do like end. that. Like, if I ever made a movie, I'd want it to be like a 70s movie where all the credits are in the beginning, and then the movie just ends. It's, or maybe it has the cast again, and it says the end. I would put all the credits in the beginning. Because back then, you know, casts or, you know, the staff of everyone that worked on a movie was a lot smaller. So they can put it, like, all in the beginning. Now, I guess with these... Isn't like there some? Marvel. Did we talk about this? Yeah, like these superhero movies, the credits are go on for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, and then you have like a stinger of like you know Doctor Weird's brother, <laughs> Doctor Strange Junior says, "I'm coming to the Avengers next year." And we'll go, "Yay!" And yet, so people sit through all those credits. Yeah. I mean, there's so many credits. I mean, yeah. I guess if the, your movie costs ten billion dollars, a lot of people are going to work on it. Um, but I do think with these big budget Hollywood movies, these credit rolls have gotten longer and longer and longer. So you might as yeah. well have a stinger at the end because you're, you're you're waiting. Every movie should have a stinger because then you can watch the credits. Yeah, well, and that and then it's like also if you watch them on like TNT or something like that, they just have the credits go flying by. Right, like they fast forward speed. them. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Well, they start the next movie in another box. Um, or they like, do that with Law and Order. Law and Order, know? exactly. So they can get you binging on Law and Order or whatever <laughs> Ion show like Without a Trace or Criminal Minds. You don't even have blue blood. They they don't even give you time to digest what you just watched. Bam, you're into the next one. Right, you know. exactly. yep. right to the next Tom Selleck sighing episode on Blue Bloods. <laughs> Wait, hi, don't you have an impression of it? Okay, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I do, yes. <laughs> well, I visit my mom, She will, or I visit my parents. My mom will sometimes watch Blue Bloods, and that's like exactly what it is. It's like Selleck behind a desk, yeah. um, just being told bad news and sighing. That's really all it is now. He's, it's pretty good work if you can get it. I mean, you know, you know, he's such an established actor. All he has to, I mean, we you know we always talk about sit down roles. Yeah. I've never seen Blue Buds, but I would ask you guys: Is Tom Selleck's role a sit down role, or is it a well, side down role? Yeah, <laughs> the side down. He stood up in the finale. Uh, he actually oh. went outside. Oh, I was like, you're outside. <laughs> well, maybe he was sighing in the breeze. You know, he wanted to get in some fresh air into his lungs. So, he, so instead of going like this. <sighs> he went like this, <gasps> and he yeah. like, He's like really, really surprised by something. <gasps> <laughs> Donnie, how could you do something? You know? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess 
to, to, I guess with a guy like a Tom Selleck, you almost like, like, okay, so he does Magnum. I guess is that the mindset of like, okay, you did Magnum, you've earned the right to to just sit behind a desk and let Donnie Wahlberg do the heavy lifting or whoever. Yeah, no, I think he, that he doesn't part. do anything anymore either. Donnie no, Wahlberg, you get yeah. lazy too. Right, exactly. <laughs> Well, these later sit-down roles, like, you know, one of our favorites, Maximum Force with Mickey Rooney, I think they kind of figure, you know, Mickey, you've had a great career, great life. I think he was a dancer. So it's like, okay, we'll give you your, your dancing a break and you can just have a seat. If only he danced around in that limo in Maximum Force, that would be really great. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> he could like probably do it. He... Maybe the stoplight just gets out and runs around the limo. Um, you know, <laughs> What's well, one of those super, super stretch limos where you can just kind of walk around? There's like a pole and like a bar. And just like, just like. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Like if they had like the hot tub in the back of the limo and you're yeah. like sitting there with women, you know, and like, yeah, it's like, like two know. women, you have to cigar. Maybe we had gold chains. Get um, that, get that bear guy. It's like, yeah. I mean, the movie's pretty great as it is. I mean, we're really just uh, gilding the lily, as they say, because uh, that I think Maximum Force on its own is definitely uh, a very entertaining and worthwhile movie, even without our embellishments. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of credits, like, I wonder yeah. if you do a movie, if you like your PM or one of those companies, and you make a movie and you need a limo, um, with, especially a limo with a hot tub in the back. Are you able to get it like maybe for free from the company if you know because the company's because they're going to put the company's name in the credits at the end like oh you know limo with hot tub provided by Jim's limos in you know Sherman <laughs> yeah. Oaks California or whatever yeah gotta well, love I, Jim's I, limos he does a great word he does a great word I just I, I have a two word answer to that uh, question there okay bud dry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, they they obviously have some sort of connection with Bud Dry, and so that's why it was prominently um, in then, um, Skyscraper. And then, wait, I don't. It blew up, right? I just, oh, it blew like, up. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, the, the truck blew up. <laughs> I mean, it, it. There isn't really. I mean, if I'm in the '90s, you know, of course, I, I wouldn't have been old enough to drink then. But you know, if I'm thinking about a beer, or like if I'm watching a, a movie like that, I would be like. Yeah, you know why? Why? Why ask why? I should be trying. See, <laughs> so you remember the slogan as we all do. It's kind of like crunch all you want, we'll make more. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Jay Leno hasn't mentioned that for decades, yeah, but we why, still remember. Yeah. <laughs> it just it gets <laughs> stuck in our mind. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Um. My favorite one of those was when he was talking about like because it was like it was like advertising towards like teens, I guess. And he's like, he's like, oh, look at that. You know, you did something wrong. Your parents sent you to the room, your room. You know, you know, that's not a bad deal. You've got a TV, your stereo and tons of bags of Doritos in there. And I was like, yeah, you know, actually, it isn't that bad being sent to my room. Is, you're kind of right. I mean, I don't have the bags of Doritos, so I'll maybe grab a bag on my way out. You know, like, OK, mom, yeah, you're right. I was bad. I'm going to my room. Let me just grab these Doritos and I'll see you later. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Moody Teens. Well, it's like Joe Azuzu, you know, their whole thing was he's a liar, you know, and that was like their advertising campaign they did for a very long time. You know, they'll say like, we'll give you a free Azuzu. It's like, you will. And then it's like, no, Joe Azuzu, the Joe Azuzu character is a liar. I don't think they would ever do that today. No company would ever do that today. Yeah, there were a lot of those kinds of things, right? Like where, like there was like some bad person and like annoyed, you, annoyed, annoyed. Yeah. That was the first thought that I had was the annoyed. Yeah, like there's yeah. these bad actors who like, yeah. like bad characters that made you. I guess like they told you you were a good person, so you should, you know indulge in these things as a good person i guess yeah it's it's a really interesting way of going about advertising it's kind of like you they yeah. set up like an, yeah they set up like an antagonist for you to fight against like a like a noid or a joe azuzu it's just it's even tricks the rabbit his name is tricks that's true you know, it's yeah. like 
Well, Lucky Charms. He was a bit of a uh, lucky. Wasn't he a bit of a trickster? Was he a trickster? Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. He was cuckoo. He was cuckoo. Which, so, you know, be, they would probably say that that's uh, insensitive you know, that's to the insane community. for community. Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing, too. See, I don't, I haven't watched kids programming in so long. Like, like when, I, when I was, um, you know, uh, watching my, my nephew, you know, he would watch, like, Nickelodeon. Um, he's he's older now. I don't. I can't imagine he watches Nickelodeon now. He's just turned 16. But um, when he was younger, I remember like we'd watch these things. And it was interesting too because it would depend on what channel you were on. Like if you were on like ones that were kind of a little bit more progressive, they were not advertising uh, toys and candies and things like that that could you know um, that were either violent toys or like candies to make kids sick. But I think when you get to like Nickelodeon and you get to like kind of like the the preteen phase where you know the shows like uh, like the regular show or things like that it was just all like here's you know two minutes of like 15 second commercials of like how many you know candy how much candy you can stuff in your face how much mcdonald's you can <laughs> grab and then like how many of these toys you can get that you can shoot at your friends well it's, well, it's living the dream you know you just <laughs> stuff your face with french fries and then you just shoot people with nerf guns <laughs> yes. it's like well, that's the world they want us to live in. I mean, look at uh, Mountain Dew. I mean, they'd have us doing all kinds of dangerous stunts. Yes. What, what did you do, Brett? You jumped out of a helicopter, well, a skateboard, or no, well, a snowboard, snowboard and it was upside down. Upside and down, I was yeah. slamming a Dew at the time because that's that, what I was told to do by Mountain Dew Incorporated. Like, <laughs> you don't drink right a Dew, as we say. We you slam you a Dew. Drink a Dew. Don't drink a Dew. But drink no, no one's ever drank a Dew. Yeah, it's yeah. it's you slam it or nothing. Have you noticed too that on the bottles it's no longer mountain spelled out, it's MTN, oh. dude. Yeah. Yes, MTS. <laughs> well, that's another thing that I like, talked about, which is taking vowels out of things. Yes. Like, why is that cool? Like, since when are vowels uncool? No, I just don't cool. understand. Not cool. we're, like, you know, know we, people on the East Coast will know this. Yeah, like, uh, it, it's now, it's not Dunkin' Donuts, it's D-N-K-N. Or yeah. it says well, no, it's, it's like Dink Dinkin, David Dinkins. I don't know <laughs> what this is supposed to be. <laughs> I'm going to David Dinkins. I'm going to get some, a Dinkin donut. Like, well, they, they even took the word donuts off right? because apparently that is considered like in, incorrect because they have all this other kind of food. They have this great gourmet menu. They're not just donuts. So they're they're in a lot of time, you know, a lot of places they took off this sign that, that said right. donuts and now it just says Duncan. Yeah, I read as if you're going to dunk like an omelet. Like, what else would you <laughs> exactly. dunk? That's the thing, right? What are you doing? But I read about that because it, there's like that health food craze that happened. I guess like what was it like the late 2000s or something like that? Oh and yeah, I guess well, like yeah. Dunkin' Donuts survived it, like kind of the, the anti-carb thing and all that stuff. Um, I guess Dunkin' Donuts survived it where Krispy Kreme took like a huge hit because they were known for their coffee, and I guess they went all in on the coffee. But you're right. Like, what are you dunking if? You know, like I'm, I'm dunking my head in the coffee. Like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I think the first example of that that I can remember is when Kentucky Fried Chicken yes. moved to KFC. As if we don't all know what that stands for. Right, I think exactly. it stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> like, well, because the word "fried" is considered offensive, so yeah, you can have just have fried. to. No, it's now KFC. Come on, we all know what it stands for. That was a Leno monologue joke I remember at the time because uh, when they announced it. And the funny thing too is, I don't know. Do you guys remember an urban legend that said that the reason why Kentucky Fried Chicken changed their name to KFC is that they weren't using real chicken? Um, and uh, mm, and that, that was the thing. Yeah, and it's like no, uh, it's because they're you know, and it's like I think people don't realize how cheap chicken farming is. Like it's not like like it's it would cost a lot more to make a fake like chicken breast 
organic or like you know like like synthetic thing than it is to actually just throw a bunch of chickens in a farm and mm. and and you know and, and make them. But I remember Jay Leno joke, you know, that was in his monologue. He was like, "Kentucky Fried Chicken has changed their name to KFC because they think fried makes their food sound too fattening." Um, and so kids can go to their room and have some Doritos. <laughs> well, I, you know, so that was would be an interesting feint. It's not like so. It's not that they're you know trying to obscure the word fried. It's they're trying to obscure the word chicken. Um, <laughs> yeah, that which was is, like. Yeah. We did like I remember because we, we, my buddy and I were taking a, a course in college on uh, in anthropology about, about folklore and it talked about urban legends like how urban legends start and we actually looked into that one because we were curious because I remember we were at some some kid was telling us about it he's like yeah it's called Animal 104 that's what and we're like where did you see that oh my friend said, saw it and saw it it was on this you know it's like always that kind of thing like the friend saw it or something you know and it's like he's like yeah, but it's true and it's like no it's not you know and I think we looked into it. I think it was like actually I'm gonna have to do like UNH like did something and then I think it was Time Magazine talked about like this idea, I guess, of like being able to just genetically, I don't know, like through cells or something, produce just the chicken breast. And they're like, boy, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken would love to get their hands on this. And I think that's how it turned into like <laughs> a, the the urban legend of like, that's what they did. Well, but that's not to be confused with what Subway really does do with what they call oh. turkey-based meats. Yes, so, we saw that on the menu, the turkey-based meats. Like, it's not... So when you order like salami or yeah. whatever sort of meat at Subway, it's really not that. It's it's like it's turkey, and the and it's, there's an asterisk at the bottom of the menu that says turkey based meats. So that's real. That's that's not an urban legend. That you, if you think Subway can act, you know can actually afford this meat, like so you can get a three ninety nine sub that has like sausage and like pepperoni. No, it's it's fake meat. I mean it's meat, but it's like turkey dressed up to taste like meat, and it's very weird. Yeah, it's like that's the right. bits. Stop going. Yeah, it's like 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 it's like like bits of stuff that they put together, and they it's like yeah. If you ever see like the deli turkey breasts, like like a really good one looks kind of like you know what you'd expect the turkey breast to look like, but the the cheap ones it's just like this ball of white <laughs> that is like you know that they you slice the meat off, and it's like yeah, it's um, it, yeah, it's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like it's something it, it you can taste like like what you're eating. It's like not right. Well, it's kind of like when Subway used yoga mats uh, to uh, make their bread. <laughs> Did you hear about that? No, I didn't well, well, basically, apparently it's some sort of preservative or chemical they put in the bread that's oh. the same chemical that's used to make yoga mats. And then they got called out on it. It's like, well, we don't do that anymore. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> anymore. But you did. <laughs> like you did. Um, and that's real too. And you can look that up. And I forget the name of the chemical. It's some long chemical name that I, I'm not going to remember. But if people are interested in that, if you Google Subway and yoga mats, uh, you will find that that is a real thing. This is a good segue because we're talking about meat. And the two meat, <laughs> to meat from meathead, a potential yeah. kind of meathead, and extension. well, yeah, and and it's Matt was saying it's like a, uh, um, uh, you have a story about a certain fitness instructor or so yes. you thought. So that's kind of well, that's a good segue. Who are we too. talking about, Matt? Today? Yeah, well, so today our subject, our 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 um our our list um yeah. an actor that we're spotlighting is Frank Zagarino and. Interesting, you know, I had Mitch from the video vacuum on recently to talk Godfrey Ho, and he was talking about how, you know, you, you kind of like you see a movie on IMDb and you look at the critic reviews and it's like, you know, did come up and review it, did did direct a video connoisseur, did did you know video vacuum, um, you know, and one of the things Mitch talked about was like sometimes like he's the last out of us to review it, so it's like you know you guys reviewed it, I reviewed it, and um, one thing he said is kind of cool is like if you go back and you see like. Oh, okay. So, like, come up. It's reviewed it in you know 2010, and then Matt reviewed it in 2014. And like, where are they in their process of reviewing movies? You know what I mean? Like, 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 
oh, do they know who this actor is at that time or that kind of thing? Um, you know, I, I think there was one movie that you guys did in 2011 that I actually commented on and said, yeah, I got to get around to doing this one soon. And then um, <laughs> I reviewed it in like 2021. And I was like, you know, I, I went 10 years. Yeah, exactly. 10 years uh, too early. It's like, <laughs> well, 10 years goes by fast nowadays. So, yeah, you know, it does. You never. Yeah, it's just boom. There we go. And I didn't remember making the comment. You know, I was like, it was like, I was like, do a movie that was. It was one that I reviewed recently. So I'll have to go back and look and see. Um, but um, I, I remember it was like one of those things where it was like it might have been a Matthias Hughes movie or no, it, was, it was something that I reviewed. Um, OK. And um, yeah, I, I wish I could. I can't think of what the name was, but it was like I was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I commented in, um, uh, yeah, something like uh, ten years later. Was know? it a Fong? No, it was um, it was it was somebody famous. It was like somebody that was like in there that was kind of famous. Um, and uh, yeah, it was I mean, it was it was a couple months ago, so it was a little while ago, I think. Um, but I remember being like, oh, I got to review this movie, and oh, you know what it was? I think it was oh. um the Rothrock one. Um triple cross or um oh angel fury triple angel cross fury. yeah okay. i think that's the one um let's see let's, let's it was uh yeah i think that's it let's see we're I'm almost to it here we go um yes here we go okay i think um so uh I said, okay, yeah, this is this is the opening to my review of uh, Angel Fury, a.k.a. Triple Cross. I was like, with uh, Cynthia Rothrock's birthday coming on March 8th, I figured we'd review a movie in celebration. And this one's been on my list to watch for some time. How long, you ask? Well, when Ty and Brett had come up, come up it's reviewed it in 2010, I said then that it was on my, my to-watch list. So I guess 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was the one. Um, so, yeah, it's always interesting. And so one of the things I always think about with Zagarino is that my um, – my first movie of his that I did, I didn't know who he was. And um, the movie was called, uh, uh, um, sorry, no, Never Say Die. And I had never seen anything. I, I, I guess the thing is I had seen him in stuff before. I just didn't know who he was because he didn't look like the same guy. Um, I, I'd seen Project Shadow Chaser. Uh, I've seen those movies. And I guess I just didn't put the two together. So I referred to him as a lesbian fitness instructor because he kind of looked like Susan Powder with his like <laughs> – he had like this buzz cut that was like reddish. And then like he had like this like shirt with like the collar cut off of it like kind of a jennifer beals style um <laughs> and i was and i just referred to him the entire time as a, as a lesbian fitness instructor oh this lesbian fitness instructor is a hero he seemed kind of cool but like why does he look like this and stuff and of course like you can't call anybody a lesbian fitness instructor anymore anyway and i, I i'm not going to go through and lucas the review and change mm -hmm. it um so that i remove that piece it's it's there you know that's what it's going to be um well it makes oh. you think because it could be instead of flash dance, you got zag dance. <laughs> so it's exactly. like, right. yeah. so. it would be great. To, what a feeling! Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's funny. Like now, you know, this I reviewed that one in two thousand and eight. So you know, fourteen years later, it's like I I know who Zags is for sure. Um, and again, I knew him at that time. I just didn't put two and two together. I didn't think like, oh, this lesbian fitness instructor guy is Project Shadow Chaser, you know, and um, uh. So it's it's interesting kind of like with these movies, like how, you know, we've been doing this for so long that there's sort of that evolution of like, OK, I didn't know who this person is. Now I, I, I do know who they are and I know all, the, you know, that all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, kind of looking back at an old post like that and being like, what, Matt, direct to video kind of sort of know who Frank Zagarino was or like, what, why is he calling him? Doesn't he know who Zagarino is? And it's like, well, if you go through the later post, yes, I, I know who he is. But, you know, at that time it didn't. That's well, exactly what we thought too. I mean, we what, what Daily Reckoning was one of our first zags we reviewed. It's like, what? Who is this guy? Who is this kind of goofball? We, we didn't like Daily Reckoning. I think we watched another one. Didn't like. It's like, oh no, Zags isn't doing so hot. 
<laughs> then we watch some other good ones, which we'll mention on this list. So, well, it's all a process of discovery. I mean, no oh, one's yeah. born knowing who Frank Zaccarino is. You have to <laughs> well, discover. Well, maybe some people are, but you know, we you have to discover these action stars bit by bit, you know? So, I mean, you can't blame yourself for not knowing who he was at some time, you know, it's like what we always say with Richard Norton, who, who's Richard Norton. And then now it seems silly that we didn't know who he was, but you know, you can't always know who everyone is. You have to discover him. You got to start somewhere, you know? Yeah, and it's funny because, like, Norton's a great example, too, because I only knew of Zort, uh, Zorton. Zorton. <laughs> Zags and Norton. Zorton. Yeah, there's, there's one guy now. You trust the Zorton's fisherman. Right, yeah. exactly. And your um, Zorton's feeder. Yeah. That would be interesting if like, there was a movie where, like, they had Norton for the beginning, and then they lost it. Like like, like a Leo Fong kind of movie where, like, he, he like yeah, he, he had Norton, and then he, Norton couldn't do the rest of the movie, so he gets Zags and to take do the same part, you know, just, like, as if, like, nothing changed and they like, almost did that with that 24 hours to midnight with like right. all those like, crazy footage um with, exactly. well, who may Terror or may not Beverly be Cynthia Rothrock. yeah yeah but uh, but yeah i only knew norton through rothrock's movies and it was like oh no this guy's got his own career that he's had outside of rothrock where he did a you know he even had a career before rothrock he was you know he'd started doing films even you know before her and um you know, there's it, this big career there, and it's like kind of the same thing where it's like, oh no, this guy is not just the guy who stars in Cynthia Rothrock movies. Right? He's got some good ones, like sort of a uh, Bushido. I think that was a good one by Richard Norton. Oh, you mean as far as his earlier ones? Yeah. Um, but you know, Frank Zagarino, you know, we can jump into that. I mean, yeah, jump into yeah. that list. Um, well, Matt, do you want to start with your number? Well, it looks like he. Talking about Zags no, before we no, get into more. Let's... I say we, we dive into the list. I think All I right. think one of the things maybe to say about this list, at least for me, and I don't know how you <laughs> you felt, was that this was a bit on on the politricky side because Zagarino is kind of further down the tiers, right? Like he's that's a good that point. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And you're, it's like, boy, do I? I mean, this movie's really bad. And um, you know, he did a, <laughs> lot, a lot of movies with like a guy like um, I think his name's like Jay Christian Ingvordson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, who um, yeah, that guy Steve Kamen, the one that um, did like the, the uh, total movies. force, right? He, yeah. I think he, he used to work as like a cinematographer for Jay Christian Ingvordson. so that's why like some of his movies kind of look that way, but look like kind of th- these movies, but they're like this level <laughs> of of like bad that's kind of like below, you know, like the you know Winorski, Fred Olin Ray directed or Pion or whoever, you know, it's like it's true, it, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's and it's interesting because watching a lot of these because that's one of the things I like about doing these these lists um, is that I'll kind of dig into somebody's filmography and do a bunch of their movies. When usually for the blog, it's just like you do one movie because it's like, well, I can't do five you know Zagarino posts in a row. I mean, I guess I could if I wanted to. I could do whatever I want. <laughs> Zagwe, right? Zagwe, exactly, right? Exactly. It's like you know, the yeah, um, you know, Zaguary maybe or something. <laughs> Zaguary, that's pretty good. Yeah, Zaguary. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but, you know, like, like, so I don't do as many. And so when you're doing a bunch, you kind of get a better sense of like, you know, like what some of his career is, is like sometimes. And it's like, yeah, Zag's like he had a great screen presence, but it's like, boy, he just like, it's almost like, OK, could Lorenzo Lamas do this movie? OK, yeah, then then OK, then we're going to, you know, so OK, so he, he's going to get passed over because Lamas is going to take this higher you know and then you know the next tier down maybe daniels is going to take the movie and it's like by the time the movies get to 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 zagarito they're like you know like they're definitely on the lower end of the budget scale yeah that's true but you know there are some gems mixed in there's some gems and there's a silly he's made some silly ones which i'll definitely mention 
I mean, if you want to start with your number yeah, well, five. Yeah, you want to dive in with your number five? Oh, one? sure, sure. I'll do number five first. Yeah. I picked The Revenger. Oh, right. okay. So I've never seen this one. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, we won't spoil it or anything, but it's an AIP movie that also has uh, Arnold Vosloo. And oh, nice. um, <laughs> now I forgot his name. Oliver Reed. So. Oh, yeah. And um, walrus yeah. mustache. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you can get a hold of it, it's definitely worth seeing. And there's some interesting surprises and um, the whole smooth sax yeah, storyline. Sax man. That's what they called it in the original title. <laughs> yeah, the original and, title was Sax Man. Yeah. <laughs> and then they and, changed it to the Revenger. It almost doesn't sound like a word, but it refers to the It has works. some of the best revengering I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That would uh, but, be a yeah, great so. asylum like take on the Avengers, right? Yeah, the, the Revengers. Revengers. Yeah, it does sound like that. Yeah, <laughs> you get like Richard Grieco or something like that, <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, I don't know, something man, and they make it up, and it's I don't know. Like, but yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, I guess we won't go too deeply into it unless Ty, you wanted to say something about it. Oh no, no, this is I thought that was a. Good number five, because it's like it goes right to the silly part of Zagarino's career. It's the Revenger. It's like he plays saxophone. He he fights Oliver Reed. It's like that's really, it's something about that. Like, we can just jump right into that silliness. Yeah, for people out there, um, so this is available on YouTube um, for free. But I don't, I don't know if the version, um, it, it looks like it was um, uh, uploaded or, by somebody either from Brazil Oh or, no! <laughs> so I mean, if if it's just got subtitles, that it, it works. But the okay. other thing, and this is kind of a rare thing, this is actually available to rent for a dollar on Prime. Um, wow! Which yeah, you know, you'd rather have it be free. But wow! It's, you know it, exactly. But yes, sorry. Owen Wilson, and we'll be watching it soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're out there, Owen Wilson, you're looking for something to watch. You know, I, I think in your case, Owen, a dollar isn't that bad. To, you know. <laughs> He has a lot of Joe Bet Taylor money he can use to uh, rent <laughs> Revenger. So. I'm I'm guessing no one's ever said that sentence before. No. <laughs> he only has Joe Bet Taylor money. He doesn't have to watch else. the Revenger. Like yeah, that's, that's never yeah. been said by any human being ever. So congratulations. <laughs> that's what we do on this podcast, right? We cover we territory say, that nobody else has ever covered. And that's say, true. And we, say crazy we take pride sentences. in doing that too. <laughs> that's the power of imagination it really is <laughs> well, i don't know if there's anything else on the i mean i i definitely now i see that it's available i've definitely got to oh, make okay. this one happen for sure yeah no i definitely recommend that you check that out especially if you're in a zags frame of mind yeah, yeah. And i think you'll that? like the beginning like i think you'll be hooked yeah, in the after the first odd. couple minutes yeah so, and what about your number five so my number five this was one that i wasn't sure if i was going to include or not but i i, I I, I, it edged out some other ones, um, and uh, so it's Cyborg Cop Three. Uh, mm. And the thing with this one is that the beginning of it, like the first half hour, is not great, and that's why I wasn't sure if I wanted to include it or not. But like the last like hour, where Zags and Genesee really get after it, um, I, I really liked that part of it, and so it kind of won out in that sense. That's a great point because it's like oh, we thought, uh oh, and then it really picked up, like yeah. There's some killer stunts, and it's like, and Zag's like singing, and he has a hat. It's like he's like singing into like a like a spatula. Or something. <laughs> yeah, there's a picture of that. Do we 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 posted, we posted that? that right? Yeah, we posted if that, look yeah. up our review, you'll see the picture we're talking about. Um, <laughs> is you know he's just shirtlessly in the kitchen, you know, singing and cooking up a something, and you know, cooking up some something fun. 
So it's yeah. just without a care in the world. And I guess that's how you know that he's like a cool dude, um, possibly with an attitude. And he um, – is there a fanny pack in that? I don't or, know if this one had the fanny – because part two, like, they definitely go all in on fanny packs. They go all fanny. Joke. All fanny. Yeah, because like... <laughs> yeah, my version – when I when I saw this um, from, from my review, um, it was uh, it was packaged with Cyborg Cop 2. Um, oh. So, oh, yeah, there's, there's Zach singing into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> perfect. You had to have it. You just have to take a picture of that because – <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I didn't get that because I, I got um I got what's his face um I got uh Genesee like almost choking on his beer um, picture of Genesee he's like he's like almost like spitting out his beer it's like almost like a, it's like it's like almost like he's getting goosed by the plant that's behind him the potted plant that's behind him it's like oh yeah you know usually he's crying into his beer I guess now he's spitting out his beer but, uh, right, I mean exactly. he can almost be a, maybe a podcast down the line Genesee oh yeah yeah. Because he's another I, guy who's kind of down the line. He's down the line, yeah. So the genesis of Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> I've already got the title. Oh, yeah, that's fast. Second yeah, Genesis. Just... <laughs> yeah, second Genesis. Yeah, second Genesis. That's even better. Second Genesis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that commercial in the '90s, Matt? It was like Uga Sega. Do you? It's like these like tribal leaders are like oh, yes. really loving Sega Genesis. There's a Uga Sega. Uga Sega. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah. I, I what was the name that you guys were talking about on one of your podcasts? Uh, shove oh. it, the game. Oh, shove, shove it. it. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you can ask me any question that. about shove it. I can answer any question yeah. about that game. I know everything there is to know about shove it. See, I, I never, I never took the, I, I didn't buy it. I remember. Seeing well, it most people really didn't. Cheap. Yeah, <laughs> you see it for really cheap though. It was like always. It was, it was like the bait and switch kind of thing too, where it was like you know, oh, you know, Genesis, Genesis games for the, you know, as low as ten dollars or whatever, and you'd go right. in and be like. Well, it's just shove it. Like, where is, you know, like, <laughs> well, the, well, that's interesting that for a couple of reasons. So in other places besides Connecticut, they had these low price Genesis games too. I've, I didn't even know that, but, uh, I guess you were smart enough not to take the bait. You know, I just thought, well, you know, I'm a kid, I'm, uh, I don't know, 11, 12 years old. This is all I have. Of course I'm going to try shove it. Cause you know, shove it. That sounds cool. Like with an attitude and then, uh, no, not shove exactly. Shoving some boxes. <laughs> The thing I remember when I first bought my – because one of the things with me was I, I went the Genesis route where the rest of my friends went Super Nintendo. So that was one of the – I had a couple, like one friend whose, whose dad was like a pilot, so he was rich. So they had both the Genesis and Super <laughs> Nintendo. But but um, when I got my Genesis, there was a rebate where you get Sonic for free. And that was the other thing too that was really cool was that I put in for this rebate. And in the mail, I got Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, hmm. That's so, interesting because a lot of Genesis's came with Sonic the Hedgehog, so right. there, you didn't even need a rebate. It was just it packaged with it. So maybe some weren't, but then you get rebate. You know, that, you know, Nat Max, Nat, now that explains why I was able to get the rebate. Was <laughs> that like they they probably didn't want to pull the ones off the shelves that didn't have Sonic on them, so mm-hmm. they just so, did the rebate. Yeah, I think easier. that's probably what happened. Yeah, yeah. I think Sonic Two is coming along. You know. Right, so they want to blow out the rest of the Sonics, which they probably made a lot of. Kind of like you know, Mario, Mario with super or with regular Nintendo. You know, some yeah. came with it. You know, and they wanted to really get people hooked in, so that's what they did. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because because it was like it was Super Mario and Duck Hunt, and then it was yeah, Super so, Mario, Duck Hunt, and the um the track and field world game class the, track meet. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah, so people have like three different. There's three different versions of Super Mario out there. There's like just the one that's just Super Mario. There's yeah, the, you know, I had the Duck Hunt one. That was what yeah. I, so I, did I. But then later on, when I started really collecting NES games in earnest, about I don't know whatever that was, ten plus years ago, then I got the one that has you know world class track meet on it as well. So it's out there. It's not. I don't think it's you know particularly rare, rare. But I, I think they wanted people to buy a power pad. Right. So that never was a power worked. pad, which I never did have, but I think they wanted to, you know, promote the power pad. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who had the power pad and what we would do is um, instead of running on the power pad, we would just use our, we like kind of kneel down on the ground and use our fists. <laughs> You're just like the... slapping the ground. <laughs> exactly. That's what kids did. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 I can see that. Slap, slap, slap. It's just like... <laughs> I'm going to say you're going to start breakdancing on it or something. Oh, that would have been. Because there was that and there was the handy glove that was also a waste. It was like. The power that, glove, you mean? The power glove. Wasn't that like listed as like one of the like the biggest busts in, in video game history or like up well, there? Well, I did have one. And I guess the only reason why that's a bust is because it didn't work. But right. I know didn't what I remember. Really it looked yeah, cool. they really promoted it on the the movie the, the wizard right you know? right that's what that kid has his in like a special metal box and he yeah. opens the yeah. box you know it's like like it's like a gun you know people have those guns and then it has like a foam cut out where yeah. like you take the gun out he had that for the power glove it's like wow um and they really made it look like it worked in uh in that the, movie the thing about the wizards that if you rewatch the wizard now he's like oh awesome super mario 3 the, the power the you know uh the power glove is so bad you always see those parts Mm. If you really watch the movie, it's actually a really depressing movie. It, this is not it's not that fun because it, because the kid, he doesn't talk. You know, he's really sad about like family issues like this is not very fun. Christian Slaner, you know, yeah. you know, chasing around you know, Fred Savage and gang. It's like I like the Nintendo. It's like I mean, they had to fashion some sort of movie around Nintendo and specifically Super Mario Brothers three. They had to do something. So you're right. They maybe could have made it a bit more upbeat. But yeah. I think I saw in the theater. I was very excited about the I wizard at the time. Yeah, I, I definitely saw that. You know, and I yeah, I rewatched a couple years ago. I was like, this is this isn't fun. This is depressing. Um, and you know, Fred Savage is like, eh. well, that's Christian Slater too. It's like, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Like Christian Slater is Fred Savage's brother in it. You know, yeah. and yeah. Bo Bridges is hanging around. People should rewatch it. So. Yeah, the Bo Bridges factor. That's a good point. Yeah. I forgot about Bo Bridges being in that because he, you know. He, he went on to have a – that was, like, kind of just before he was, like, relegated to Lifetime Zone. <laughs> but I guess we can go to number four. Yeah, um, what do you guys have for number four? We want to talk about – we can do the Bo Bridges podcast. Yeah. Uh, like, do you have a title for that? <laughs> uh, let me think. Uh, <laughs> I'll tie it up of a bow. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, all right. So what is the next movie? Okay. So I have Tenzan. Oh, nice. yeah. Okay, so that's my number two, actually. So. Oh, wow. It jumped. Okay, I'm probably yeah. going to have an overlap on that one. Yeah, so we could have we could have a good conversation on that one. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> so this is Zags in North Korea. You could just right. stop there. It's like one of the only, like, Western movies to be made in North Korea. And it's, for that alone, I think it's kind of a historic movie. I mean, um, no other movies are ever shot in North Korea. Um, but they allowed this production to go forward. And I think Sags got in some trouble because he was taking pictures, you know, because, you know, why wouldn't you? You know, you're yeah, in North you're Korea. And then they, like, arrested him. And like, um, he's a terrorist. I mean, it's like it's sort well, of a, a spy, I guess. But for for that historic factor, I, you know, regardless of anything else, I think people should see it. And it's just fun because it's an exploding hot movie just right. in North Korea. 
It's like <laughs> a Tencent Ultimate Mission. Ultimate Mission, yeah. Yeah, because that's what what did it for me that made this really fascinating for me is that it is essentially a Philippine action movie. You know, it's directed by an Italian director. It has all the kind of the feel. It, it's like a, it's essentially like the the paint by numbers or like the 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 paradigm of your classic Philippine action movie. Only it's in North Korea, and it's like you get this sense too that like like you know I'm watching it um, where like they're in like the subway and stuff like that, and they're, they're, it's almost like they're trying to show off how great North Korea is. But then, you know, and I wonder too, if like there was a sense from like the producers of like, hey, maybe we can go to North Korea instead of the Philippines because, you know, with the dictator there, I have a feeling that like, you know, it'd just be like, okay, you know, we're gonna shoot a scene in that subway. Great, we're gonna close down the subway and nobody can ride the subway today. Cause, yeah, know, maybe that is that. part of what they were thinking. Interesting yeah. idea. I know, I, well, who was the leader at the time? It was Kim Jong, you know, not uh, only. I was like, maybe even before that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's in our review, actually. I looked it up. The name is there. Um, it, it might be, is it Kim Il Sung? I don't, I think I'll, it, I'll look it up while you talk about it. But anyway, it's not important. It's just, you know, it's just like a good exploding hut type movie with Zags. It just, that with that weird quirk that it's in North Korea. Yeah, and I, I have to think that probably that situation that happened with Zags yeah, getting Kim Il Sung. Kim Il Sung. Oh, yeah. 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 That makes yeah, oh yeah, there it is yeah, it's supreme yeah. then supreme leader. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, but I wonder if there was a sense of like, oh, you know, we can make movies here because it would be cheaper. You know, you have the the government control and all that. And then when they when Zags gets arrested, there are probably some other issues that they probably ran into. Like they were probably told like, okay, you've got to shoot and our, our in in our train station to show off our great train station. You know, and all right. That stuff. I, it's, I would say it's, it's not worth it. It's too much of a hassle. You know, yeah. it's like too, yeah, too so many get, restrictions. Yeah, too many restrictions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do get some perks, but you also could be in prison for life, possibly right. tortured. Yeah. So I don't think it's really worth it personally. But that's just exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. So it seems like it was an experiment, but it it it, it the thing is is that you know the thing that kind of fascinated me about it, and that's why I moved it down to number two on my list was that it. Everything else about it is like your standard like Philippine action movie just in North Korea. And uh, but also Zags as the hero was very like like, you know, like I mean, he's only 29 when, when he makes this movie, but he's like very kind of lantern jaw, um, you know, like leading man ish um, that that I really liked as well. Yeah, well, he's definitely a good lead at this point in his career. He's made some good ones, which I'm going to mention very soon for number one and number two. Now your number, what four? What's My your... number four. I went with just the standard Project Shadow Chaser. Um, okay. So you know Zags as as a you know uh, android villain. Um, I, this one's number four just because you don't get as much, like there's not a lot of personality in Zags's character, and the movie itself is is kind of you know it, it's kind of like a fun you know just like uh, you know VHS you know cable uh, bad actioner. Um, <laughs> But I, I kind of like Zags as that villain. Like he kind of really brings it as this like sort of like unfeeling uh, android. Um, so I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it for that. So yeah, and it's also kind of from a Zag standpoint. Like he had two uh, movie franchises. He had the Project Shadow Chaser movies, and then he had the Air Boss movies. Um, I, I saw the first Air Boss. You saw the first Air Boss. I'm yeah, assuming that's not on your list. <laughs> yeah, I finally saw it, and I was like, wow. Well, of course, he's only in the movie like for the second half, but it's just like oh. It, it's it, I mean he's in it at the beginning, but he really only kind of comes in as like, you know, and it, it's interesting too because there's a sense in Air Boss when he comes in and like toward, towards the second half when they bring him in because like like um um I won't, I won't say what happened but they they bring him in okay. but there's almost a sense of like 
you know, kids, like, you know, like maybe like teenagers or something, like maybe like, you know, teenagers using the grill for the first time. And then it's like, oh, here's dad to show you how to use the grill. It's almost like here's dad showing these kids how to how to be in an action movie. Um, you know, the Zags just shows up and is like, yeah, let me let me show you how to use that. You know, um, it, it has that sense to it. I got to ask, well, who's the air boss? You know, it's not Tony Danza. It's no. Frank Zagarino. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They, see, that's the thing is that. The movie is like this really bad, like kind of like paint by numbers, like, oh, it's the the you know, the, um, special forces, you know, Navy SEALs guys are teaming up with the FBI to capture terrorists and nobody gets along because they've all got their own agendas and all this stuff. And then, and, you know, like a whole bunch of like, you know, like um, stock footage and a whole bunch of military terms. And it's like, you know, how cool are we doing all this stuff um, when really the movie should have been. Frank Zagarino starring opposite, you know, any older lady, you know, named Mona um, and, you know, like, you know, like, like complaining and stuff like that and just be like, oh, you know, what am I supposed to do here? You know, I mean, just Zagarino, maybe Zagarino, like he's like a butler for somebody who flies planes a lot, like who has like a, a, a private jet and has to fly around yeah, a lot. Well, so that's, that's what it should have been. Yeah. Who's the air? I mean, it. <laughs> You know, it's like you're going to either get like this this bad paint by numbers action movie that you've just seen so many times before and you've seen done so much better, or you're going to get something completely unique that you know just you you weren't expecting. Sometimes you got to go out in that limb and you got to make that thing that's unique. Well, Project Shot Chaser is kind of a fun, you know, if you just like you watch it in the morning, yeah. you know, it's just like <laughs> it's right. like you have a day off, right. and it's like all right, I'll watch Project Shot Chaser. I have the second one too. Yeah, I, I, have I have second- seen. In a while. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, yeah. Oh, oh you, you mean you own it? The, the I own it. I'm sorry. I own oh. the first and second. But I don't own the third one. Yeah. Um, isn't that like Project Shadow Chaser 3000? Which I haven't seen. Yeah, I think that, that's that's part three is also yeah. 3000. It can be one yeah. or the other. Um, and then I think he did one called Orion's Key that is also technically a Shadow Chaser movie that I've never seen before. Um, but um, I, think, I think that's also... Um, it's like in the vein of Project Shadow Chaser. It's amazing there was a, that someone thought there was a demand. I mean, were people asking for more Shadow Chaser movies? I mean, why did this happen? Cheap to make and Zagarino is available. You know, it's like, which is a good segue into my number three, which is Armstrong. Okay, right, Armstrong. Right. So that one didn't make my list. Um, but um, I, yeah, definitely is, uh, one that like, uh, I, I definitely enjoyed. Because he's very expensive, his character, Rod Armstrong. <laughs> because so, he plays um <laughs> this you know this mentor he's helping russians and also the movie is ridiculous if you remember we, we didn't like it much on the site but i think it needs a rewatch because it's so you know ridiculous the whole time if you remember charles napier he's all sweaty the whole time and it's like well he's, the cold war I, is heating up the cold war is heating up with joe lara and frankie or Frankie Zag, Zigzag, I guess it's the title of this podcast, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes. Well, it's a, it's a classic 90s actioner that I guess, yeah, maybe we didn't like it so much at the time, but, you know, maybe something has changed. Because, he's, you know, he's trying to be like Dolph Lundgren, which I will mention shortly because he's in another movie, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> we said that he has a he has a shirt problem, Rod Armstrong, where his shirt's like half off. <laughs> Something about that is hilarious. Yeah, I well, had, um, yeah. For, go ahead. For sh- oh, sorry, I was gonna, you should be a shirt salesman. Shirts <laughs> half off. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> well, also in uh, Never Say Die, he had like that that the uh, fitness instructor shirt gets kind of all torn up, yeah. and as he's walking off, he kind of like puts like a piece of it over his shoulder, yeah. as if he's like, suddenly, like <laughs> putting it on better. Yeah, we saw Never Say Die. I think we're gonna post that soon or something. And we saw it so long ago now, a couple years ago. And I remember that part. He's like, it's like one third of a shirt. Just like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I had for this. Um, it, it didn't make my list, but um, you know, the, the opening paragraph or the, the paragraph where I kind of tell my 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 understanding of, or like how I think about the movie. My my exact words were, I kind of dug this one. Um, so I think it was like I think it was a little bit long, um, but otherwise it it worked. And I mean, it's you know. It's, uh, Menachem Golan, who uh, directs it, so it has almost like a like an end of the canon run feel to it. Uh, yeah, that that's I kind of liked as well. Because there's that movie that he made, not Frank Zagarino, but like Joe Lara, also in this movie. Uh, what now? I forgot the name. Lima Breaking the Silence. Oh yeah. But Menachem Golan made this. I saw it, and it's just like this is very odd. Where like it's like there's some there's like a chasing in the beginning and then there's like more not like courtroom drama it's more like a hostage drama so it's like <laughs> like they, and that's a weird that's an odd movie too it made around the same time as Armstrong yeah yeah, so. yeah it's it, it, it and this one's on Tubi um but it it is it's it's a I don't know how to, yeah, it's, you know, it, you're, you're right. Cause I think, you know, like I was looking through the comments actually, you guys were commenting and you're like, yeah, we didn't really like this one. And, um, uh, it, it's like on that, that level of like, you know, maybe it grows on you or it's like, yeah, it maybe it depends on what else you've been watching at the time. It's, it's hard to know. Yeah, that's true. That's Armstrong really, is a mystery. I'm going to, I bought it. You know, I used to have it and then I got rid of it at a tape purge. Like, you know what? That was a bad idea. So I got a new one about two years ago. And like, all right, and then it needs to be rewatched. Now I I got it. I know it's dumb, but I think I'll get it more. It'll be more. It'll be more dumb fun. Well, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, what's all your right. number three, buddy? So my number three is the Protector. Um, which, ah, never yeah. got to see that. <laughs> never yeah. got to see that, Brett. Uh, it's with Nijar. Yes, it's a Nijar. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, it, it's got um, Matthias Hughes in it. Um, it's I don't know how to explain it. It. it it's one of those ones where it's like I think I, 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 it, you, you talk about movies that are so bad they're good. I think the, the exact terms that I the exact term I used is uh, um, you know instead of so bad it's good, so awesome it's good because it's like <laughs> it's I think I wrote it's awesomely bad, which I think that was before we you know people used awesomely in in that kind of way to to as an adverb. But uh, it was we got to like, see this. You know we've been trying to see it for a long time. You're making it sound like list. the type of movie we want to see. Yeah. yeah, so give you a sense of how how this I, I kind of you know maybe I shouldn't tell you how it starts. I'll just kind of let you just take it and and get get what you get out. You know, like like just sort of let the movie bring you in the way it does. Um, it's it, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like I mean, cause you got the Hughes, you got Zagarino. It's if you're looking for low budget, I mean, it, it, it's from 1998, but it kind of feels like it maybe could have been something a little bit earlier than that. I mean, it's just it's just like all of your bad action just kind of just, you know, bully based in and throwing it all, all in together. It sounds like a blast. I mean, it seems like it. So it made 98, but it looks like it's from like 1991, right? It, seems like... it has like the bad action feel, I think, mm. is maybe the best way to think of it. Um, yeah, there's that feel you watch it. You know, I've noticed that like a, like a sheen. You know, Charles, yeah. a Charles it's, Sheen, you might say. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean, winning. 
it's, it's kind of like like almost like a like a um I mean with with, with Nijar it's it, it it has almost like a Jalal Mary kind of feel to it where it's like <laughs> okay. like and, and he did some of those movies with Mary he did um TC two thousand expect no mercy so I think he he kind of took from from that um you know how to make his movies and and those movies are kind of the same thing right like you know TC two thousand or something where it's like you mm. know you I'm watching and I'm like this isn't good but it's very entertaining and a lot of fun um well, and sometimes that's, that's all you need. Of- yeah, that's what I look for. But hey, if we ever did a Need Jar podcast, you know, Ty, what would the name of that be? <laughs> Opening the Need Jar. Okay. <laughs> the River Need Jar. Yeah. Whiskey in the Need Jar. Yeah, whiskey. Yeah, yeah, whiskey in the Knee Jar. <laughs> a Knee Jar reaction? No, no, yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, it's a movie that we it's been on our rare movie list uh, for a while and hopefully we'll get a chance to see it someday because you're, you're describing exactly what we hope and think it would be. But, uh, yeah, so well, well, time will tell. Yeah, actually, it's a distinction being the last Zags film I reviewed on the site, which that was. It's a, yeah, you mentioned that 2013. Yeah. So almost a 10 year Zag gap. Yeah, I haven't done it's any like... Zags since I came back from hiatus. Um, so, yeah, I've got to get on some Zags there and, and make it happen. All right, so Ty. I had a trouble with the last two because the one is I'm going to say the second one, which is Striker. Okay, right, I right. haven't seen that one before. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I tried, <laughs> I tried to find it and I couldn't. So um, Striker oh, is no. one of his best. Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to try to catch it. You got to catch it because yeah. this delivers the goods. It's everything you want in a Zagarino movie, and it's just, it's pure fun the whole time. Yeah, I think that's, you know, we saw it right when we were, I don't want to say we're going to write off Zags, but we were thinking maybe he's yeah. not so great. But then we saw Strike. It was like, OK, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> there's he something, something here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's an Italian production. So, you know, it has that going for it. And uh, it's just this is the Zags you want. I, mean, I think if you're going to watch one Zags movie, it should yeah. probably be this because it, this encapsulates everything that's really good about Zags. Yeah, he has like this really cool weapon, which I won't say. And there's just some really wacky stunts in it. He, hopefully, you can procure this. Just, just uh, buy it for like twenty dollars or less on like <laughs> eBay or Amazon. Or it, it might be your only way. Oh, yeah. but, and also, I should mention that Ty, you also have the soundtrack. I sure do. I have it on record. So <laughs> it's a great soundtrack. It's a great Zag soundtrack. But I think it comes with a poster and it, yeah, it was like a mini poster and a record. <laughs> That's so. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I I think I tried to get it on um on YouTube and I I think the they didn't have I think the version was like one it's I think it was one of those ones where it's like um it's dubbed or something I can't remember what the deal was with it. It was um, just or, it just wasn't the right language, unfortunately. Yeah, really. you know, it's, it's like I, I this is maybe like a um just sort of a PSA to people who are putting out mm-hmm. um. <laughs> you are putting out these movies like okay you're you're you you you, you want to upload a movie to to uh youtube i i think that's fantastic that you want to do that but and and i understand too that you 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 know you don't speak english oh actually no striker is available and it's in english i just didn't oh. watch it yet oh i have to oh watch it. okay oh okay well now you have no excuse yeah you gotta watch it tonight oh i'm so <laughs> we'll... yes i'm so <laughs> oh, mad no. because i it was there and i could have watched it before oh. this before our podcast and i was like somehow in my head i was like oh no because 
I remember the air bosses. They're all in, in Russian. Um, but, um, <laughs> Why does that uh, make I'll, sense somehow? Yeah. yeah, it's a, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, what I'll have to do is when we're done with this podcast, I'm going to watch the movie and I'm going to Lucas it. And so I'm going to yeah, I'll, I'll just go get some uh, some Bruce Willis ADR um, kind of people to to like pretend <laughs> to be you guys. And, and I'll be like, yeah, so I just watched Striker. Uh, oh, what did you think of it? <laughs> yeah, it was really great. Oh, that's great. You know, then, then, and then suddenly like somebody else is going to be talking. Oh, no, yeah. and you can go, wow, because that's probably something I would say. Or, you know, in the next time you're on our podcast, we could do a striker update and then right. we sure. just ask. Okay, that's a good what, idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, was it like like unsolved mysteries, right? Like you know, right? Updates. Right. Updates. You know? yeah, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Robert Stack to uh, do an update, and I so no need to do any sort of crazy audio manipulation. Just watch it, you know, write down your thoughts, and then you know we'll ask you yeah. um, next time. That sounds good. So, so yeah, I, I can't believe I did that. I just, you know, you, know, okay. it is. you go through the, the filmography and you start like searching all the, you know, all the movies. And then it's like, you got to get them, you know, I, I need to, I need to start using notepads or something like that and be like, okay, you know, in Russian can't use it, you know, and oh, that's a good um, idea. Yeah. yeah. But that was the thing I was, my, 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 my sort of my, my message to people who are mm -hmm. uploading movies. Okay, I get that you want to put the movie in the language, you know, in in the language that you're, you know, where you're from. But if you have the version without the dubbing on it, upload the version without the dubbing too. Just do both, you know. So so do your version that has, you know, your, you know, dubbing the, um, mm -hmm. you know, all everything over it in Russian or whatever. Fine, upload that one. But also upload us a version that doesn't have that in it, so that anybody wherever in the world they are, because. The, the number of people that are going to speak Russian that are going to see that is like a small percentage. But, you know, with English being the universal language, you know, I think over a billion people worldwide speak speak English or um, or as a second language. It could be probably more than that. You know, just do us all that favor. You know, you're, you're already uploading it once. Upload it again and say, this is the version without the dubs. Here you go. You know, and hopefully people will listen to you. Yeah. You know, um, please, please do it for the kids. All right. So Striker. So we had Striker. <laughs> Matt, I believe, around your number two. two. Is, uh, so my number two is no Tenzan, so we've, Tenzan. we've already covered that one. Oh, we've already covered Tenzan. Is there anything more you wanted to say about Tenzan, or did we cover everything? I, th I think we did. I think it just, for me, it was like, I guess, the, the the combination of the novelty and his kind of hero. But, you know, you never know. Striker, it sounds like Striker would have probably made my top five, and maybe Tenzan would have gotten pushed back a little bit. I, there's a strong chance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't I know. Understand. I can't speak for you, but there's a really <laughs> strong chance. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think My we're at our number, number one. One is Project Eliminator, which is a sequel to Striker. So, um, uh, yes, this this is a lot of fun. There's so many fun things about this. Is just a fun blast that yeah uh, that you just watch and it, the time flies by because you're just having so much fun watching it. And it's it, just like, there's a smile on your face the whole time. Cause yeah, you, know, you got to watch Striker first because. Then you watch Product Eliminator because we said that you know, like KFC's popcorn chicken, like we mentioned before, John Stryker's slate is back. So, yeah, so. Popcorn chicken's back. Yeah, so I I have seen Project Eliminator. It was it, it was the one that was kind of between that one and Cyborg Cop Three for me. Mm -hmm. Um and and I don't want to say it's the hair extensions that that made it so <laughs> Cyborg Cop Three. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> because in the beginning he's wearing that hell that that um motorcycle helmet it's just a bunch of hair it, it just, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing because the other thing too that i liked about project limiters i mean you've got david carradine you've got um you know david shark fraley who's just yeah. known as david shark in the movie 
Um, and then um, what, what, I can't think of the other guy's name. Was it Brett Baxter? No, Clark. Clark. BBC. Yeah. I didn't yeah, think it was BBC. So BBC. Like, <laughs> BBC One. Yeah. <laughs> Faulty Towers now on BBC Two or BBC One. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just so you don't get them confused with me. Which I understand. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's pretty close. Exactly. Right, right, oh. exactly. We, we're calling him, just calling him Brett. Like, it's like, yeah. what, what, what? Uh, Which I, one? Yeah, I um. didn't throw David Shark Fraley off a, off a, uh, what was that? Like, a, it wasn't a, it was like a, a balcony or something? Kind of, or like some kind of like, like mm-hmm. high thing, like where he, he throws David Shark Fraley off of it. And, um, and you think like he's dead or something, like David Shark Fraley's like, or broke his back or something. And it's like, no, he just gets up and he's like, later on the movie, he's like fighting, um, uh, because also he has well, similar long blonde hair and similar yeah. build. I think we said it's like a Mortal Kombat mirror match. Yes, I, we couldn't tell who it was. Who. I was like, which? It's like which blonde, blonde long-haired, meathead. shirtless meathead is it? I just can't tell. <laughs> I mean, they should have given him like maybe like dark hair or something, just to you know maybe separate the the two meatheads apart. I mean, that would have been helpful. But it also all adds to the crazy silliness that is all part and parcel of this great movie. It was just, we were like, we were just so much fun when watching. We were like, you know, like cheering. <laughs> like, and I think David Carradine actually expends some energy. In he does. This. Yeah. He he's like, he's singing. Yeah. He, he sings, he fights. Um. <laughs> like it was very different from a lot of the other movies he was making around the same time where he kind of looked like he didn't care. Like <laughs> this one, he, for whatever reason, seemed to care. And you know, this Callista, um, Callista parody. Yes. Maybe, maybe that's why because there was he's smiling. Usually, he's so dour and like sad that he's in Future Force. Yeah, <laughs> of course, wouldn't you be? Well, yes. <laughs> but yeah, in Future Zone and Future Force, you know, he it's you kind of get that Burt Reynolds esque feeling yeah. that he really doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but with this, no, it seems like he's having a grand old time, I've which which is infectious. Happy. The energy is infectious. Yeah. You watch, it's yeah. like, okay, this is this is perfect. This is, this is great. Yeah. No, I don't know if, if either of you have been to New Mexico before. I, I technically have because I went to the Four Corners section of uh, you know the USO. <laughs> so I stood in the, the the New Mexico corner for um for a period of time. So that's my my experience with New Mexico. I've never been to New Mexico. No, never. But been. I do remember that you know, it's like and the Simpsons. Like, can we stop holding hands now? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But they're all standing. In the <laughs> no. <floor>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, because there was a sense in this movie, like, I mean, I think it, it takes place in and around Albuquerque, but there was a sense that you were just like out in the middle of nowhere for all yeah. of this. And it was, uh, which, which, which kind of added something to it where it's just like, um, you know, like, like anytime they would be near something, like when they went to like this convention center where there's like a, uh, a swimsuit runway show, you're like, why is this happening here in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, because uh, like, you know, a lot of movies we watch, they take place in the middle of nowhere. But this one, you're right. It gives it a certain je ne sais quoi. Cause, uh, what's the movie it's called? Like, or, or I think it's Desert Kickboxer, where they're kind of oh, just like John in Claude. the desert. Oh, that's, I think of Desert Heat. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Desert Kickboxer. Oh, uh, John yeah. Newton. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's Florentine's first director, directed movie, yeah. right? I think. That was a yeah. good one. Yeah. I haven't seen so, it yet. Oh, you should. I I think you'd like it, but um, that has a similar feel as far as its location. Yeah. If only Newton made more movies, he can be a, in a podcast. Newton's Apple, or you know, it's like... <laughs> oh no, <laughs> and maybe he could team up with Todd Newton. And I love Todd Newton. Oh so, man, yes. John Newton and Todd Newton. 
Now, mm. Todd Newton, I, 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 so I, my, my wife and I would sometimes watch uh, home shopping networks um, mm. kind of as a fun thing. Joe Meyer. Yeah, don't worry, exactly, the <laughs> Domer. And Todd Newton, um, he got picked up by this other one called Evine. And uh, it was kind of funny because the difference between him and Domer, like Domer's like really good at selling stuff, whereas Todd Newton is just like, oh, I'm Todd Newton from E and I'm selling like Invicta watches or something, you know? And, you know, it's like people call in and he's like, they're talking about getting tattoos and things like that. It's just <laughs> right, because like, he's big into tattoos, which you don't yeah. always see because I guess he wears like a suit. But like if you were to see his arms, I guess they're all like tattoos. Yeah. He has a sleeve. I, yeah, I believe he does. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's both both arms are sleeves, I believe. Yeah, uh, and he was the host of Hollywood Showdown, I believe. Yes, right? which was on the preview channel when you could watch it in the square. So it was like right. well, it was a bigger square if you remember that. Because that's or, when it started having original programming. I mean, that's how crazy. <laughs> that's how crazy and how popular the preview channel was. It wasn't just it went from being just the you know the rolling TV guide to yeah. then having commercials, then to having movie trailers, then to having original shows. It was it's amazing. We should have meant on our last podcast we actually mentioned the preview channel. The oh, one we should have mentioned that. <clears throat> uh, just I don't know why we didn't. Um, we didn't weren't talking about Todd. Much? No, no. Oh, well, oh, we didn't mention the original that. programming. Oh, okay. With um. One Dark Fright, you know, yeah. Tim and Rebecca. We, but we did mention the um, preview channel, yes. We mentioned the scroll, but not not Hollywood Showdown. So no, like, no, no. Yeah, because, like, they, they had, like, a – it was, like – I don't know if it was, like, bought out by or it had, like, a collaboration or something with the E! channel. So, like, they would do, like, a lot of E! like, entertainment news and stuff, too, on, on the, like, you know, kind of, like, the quick bits that you would see, like, when you watched E! You know, like, oh, you know, well, this celebrity is doing this or that right now. What's would, Steve Kimeko uh, up to? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh. That would make sense with the presence of Todd Newton if there's an E connection. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think there was a, because I think they would do other, you know, E stuff at that time. Um, yeah, that I remember when that channel first came out, I mean, it was like, the, it was like, you know, they would do like the the E, like whatever it was. Um, it was an exclamation point. E! It's like... <laughs> <laughs> But I think you guys, and I guess myself, we should have gotten a chance to be on Hollywood Showdown. I think it would have done really well because it's all like movie questions. Right? Right. And not only that, you know, on the E! channel, if you remember Todd Newton, or it's Todd Newton and other people, that he had just, it was a show of just coming attraction, just, just yes. preview. Oh, yeah, I remember yes. that. It was just yeah. movie trailers, but you could watch them at home. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember they would say too, like the it was like you know for those people who think the best part of the movie is the trailers, and I was like, yeah. who are those people? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Polly string cheese. It's the best part of the pizza, right? <laughs> <laughs> and if we're going to go back to eighties or early nineties, uh, add ta- you know taglines that we still remember. Yeah. <laughs> we did yeah. set a lot of them. <laughs> and then there's that other show they had, which I believe it was called Cut to the Chase, where they just cut out like all the parts of a movie and like showed it in like a half an this hour one. this was was this like a like a comedy kind of bit like talk soup or was mm-hmm. like uh, it might have been hosted by Kimeko. i'm not sure but i don't know yeah, it was, up. i believe the show was called cut to the chase and they'd show a movie in i believe a half an hour because they they <laughs> advertised the fact that they cut it to shreds right. yeah, that's, that's right. hilarious because at that time really e, when, when e first started like they were it's like almost like they were struggling for programming it was like i think like everything would be it was like a it was like a certain like I don't know if it was like a three or four hour block that they would just repeat, um, or maybe it wasn't even that one. Maybe it was like a two hour. It was something like that. Where like, what's a much on? Would, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like talk soup would be repeated like six times a day. Right, because like that was that. like their best. That was like their flagship show. You know. Yeah. Um, um, with and, um, Bergeron. Wait, he was the original host. Well, it was no, John it was, Henson. Uh, right, no, John before Henson. Before those guys, it was um, Greg Kinnear. That was how. He oh, well, that's right. It was Greg Kinnear, then yeah. John Henson for a yeah. long time. Yeah. And then they had a revolving cast of yeah. hosts. You even had like Alf hosted or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, around the time they had Alf's hit talk show. 
which was the name of the show. You could probably find clips. Of, I think you can find clips of Talk Soup on YouTube. It's kind of fun to watch because it was only about these goofy, you know, Jerry Springer's or Maury's or Jenny Jones. It's like now we don't. Yeah, that's all they had those. back then. Now we have like five thousand channels. They had a lot to pick from. Yeah, back then all they had were it was literally Talk Soup, but they were taken yeah, from talk that was shows. It. Yeah, and I remember too, like they weren't always funny. Like I remember, um, there was this woman who had a talk show. I think she was Canadian originally, but um, uh, there was a there was like a Holocaust denier in her audience, and she screamed at the the woman because I guess she was of Jewish descent. And it was like Greg Kinnear was like, "Here you go, this is this scene," and it's like, "Okay, that's not funny. Like that's <laughs> like that's very serious. Like you know." But it was like it was like the, the, at the time, I think there was a mindset of like before it was just all funny. It was like we're just going to recap the talk shows or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know what you're talking about because yeah, because talk soup means like yeah, we'll have something funny, we'll have something yeah. maybe not so funny. Yeah, that people forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, you know, people. It, it's funny to think about like what TV was in the '90s with these cable channels that were just kind of just coming out. Like, I remember like a lot of indie films I first saw on Bravo, and it's like the idea of watching an indie film on Bravo now just sounds so far removed from what Bravo is. Yeah, these channels change a lot. I think it depends on like the management and all this stuff. But yeah, I, yeah, TV was different. Really, not all that long ago. Um, yeah. And and actually, this is kind of an interesting segue into my number one um, movie, um, my number one Zags, because actually the memory that I have of it actually is 90s cable. Um, But um, yeah, my number one is Project Shadow Chaser 2. And I I first saw this. Yeah, I I first saw this on the TNT Monday Night Nitro block um, where, you know, it's like they do Monday Night Nitro with, you know, um, know, Hollywood Hulk Hogan and all that WCW. And then they do an action movie. Um, at like 10 o'clock at night and, you know, there's Genesee and there's, um, you know, Zagarino. And I remember like, just like this movie just seems so ridiculous. Like what is going on here? And I guess I didn't, because Zagarino looks so different than he did in Never Say Die. I didn't put those two together. Like, oh, that's the same guy who's playing the Android. Um, but I remember like, you know, when I revisited it for the blog, it was like Zagarino had a lot of personality as the baddie, even though, you know, in the first movie, he's like this unfeeling android right um, nothing so. yeah yeah and part part in the part two he's like chewing a lot of scenery and then you know genesee as the hero was like a lot of fun too and i just remember i remember watching it where like it's like this diehard ripoff kind of movie and i remember like they're kind of giving genesee intel on like the baddies that have taken over and they're like yeah this guy's an android you know da, da, da. and i was like they just threw that in there like that just feels like it's just like, just like okay it's, an android. it's kind of like when people talk in a car from far away right. it's like it's like oh we're off to our new uh new vacation spot oh we are okay i guess <laughs> right. like, yeah. you see that in movies a lot where like you I, know it's this dialogue over the car you know yeah, trip yeah. Yeah, right like, to just give us the, the backstory. I mean, I mean, the one who does it the best is uh, Andy Sedaris in those Lethal Ladies movies because it's just like, yeah, I don't want to do a lot of plot exposition to cut out the scenes of blowing up, um, you know, uh, ro- remote control airplanes and scenes right, yeah. of like topless women in hot tubs. So yeah. we'll just like have a conversation that gives us, you know, you know, three years worth of plot exposition in ten minutes, and then <laughs> we'll get back to the other stuff. Yeah, you know, that is something that. he does a lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, it's, it's hard hunted like. I haven't watched that yet, but I know it's in that set. Yeah, yes, that, I did watch uh, Hard Hunted recently. Well, how, is it more? It's goofy. Is it goofy or more serious with that kind of title? 
Um, like, no, it's a, just like all the others. The usual. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it, I mean, I think it is somehow based off of like a World War Two. Maybe that's what you're thinking. It's like World War Two Japanese soldier is like on an island yeah, or something. That's what it's I thought. Pat, Pat Marita, it was a but more it's no. It's, I, I don't know if that was intention, but no, it is not any more serious than any of the others. Oh, okay. Really. Yeah, it it's almost like when you when you get to that point, it's like. Sidaris and and company like they just knew what they were doing um or right. they, they they knew what they wanted to make for a movie and so then it's like yeah it just kind of fits like all of the the trope or all yeah of the things yeah at that time the factory was rolling like he was right. you know you know the 90s was definitely his golden age i mean oh, he'd been absolutely. making movies you know i guess since the 70s maybe yeah. even earlier but he really hit his stride in the 90s you know because you know the cable was buying his movies there you know um, they were huge on, you know, Showtime, Cinemax, the movie channel. And it was really, he really hit his stride. And I, and th you're right. That's part of that stride. So, yeah. Um, when it comes to Project Shadow Chaser 2, um, I got to rewatch it. I know I've seen it in my memory. I got it on that DVD set or I rented it from the old Netflix disc a long time ago. My memory is a bit poor. I've only, I've seen Project Shadow Chaser 1 recently, but the. Yeah, I, I there's like I two versions of there's like the unrated version of product shadow chaser 2 <laughs> it's just a couple more blood squibs yeah. oh, but and more zags and more zags and more second genesis and it's mm. like <laughs> but now i'm going to call them that it's <laughs> really <Second> <laughs> perfect it's right there which if you if we do if you watch if we do a genesis episode i guess you can try to watch uh, bad guys in hell that um that's that weird movie of madsen did I send you the link for that? No, I don't know. Let I'll me... try to do it because it's like. Oh, um, I, I, I kind of know what you're talking about. I think I, I might have sent it to you. I mean, the only way you can watch it is through this link. So Ty yeah, has to send right. you the link. Okay, that's right. I can resend it. I can try. I might have sent it to you on your message thing on uh Oh, right. Instagram. I couldn't open it for some reason. Oh, we that's couldn't open right. it. Oh, okay. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, yeah. Gang links. But then curious. also, you'd have to watch every episode of Street Justice. Right? Well, that's no well, i've already done that well i know you have but <laughs> most people haven't <laughs> but, uh... yes, i think it was a punch fighting episode right oh yeah like, yeah ring of fire and like that yeah he was i remember um like i said that my my when i was growing up that this this um independent channel a tv channel out of uh, uh Derry, new hampshire uh friday nights they would do renegade and street justice um it was just a, like, you really a, just can't beat that no. <laughs> how can that be beat? No, I mean, you know, at that time, you know, the 90s, that's the top notch TV right there. Yeah, it was. Cause I remember when USA picked it up, um, they did Highlander Renegade, which oh, it's so good, I guess. It's good, but it's not the same as like, no, yeah, I know. It's it was not like the this same. action night thing. It was like, like, because Highlander is like a completely different kind of. Syndicated Time TV travel. Show. I mean, there's medieval stuff. It doesn't really fit. Yeah, they were Renegade. going for something a little bit more serious than Renegade. Yeah. You know, they were they they really got in there. And then and then of course when you get to the I think it's like the fifth or sixth season where there's like this evil smoke that's around and you're like, what happened? Yeah, and I once the episode called finale on Highlander the show, <laughs> I just stopped. You called a finale. I'm done. <laughs> exactly. Like... Yeah, it, it's interesting with TV shows like how. There's a point where they just kind of it just it's just not working anymore. But yet they kind of it, it's it's interesting. Like nowadays, it seems like a lot of TV shows know when they're not working and they 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 end it early. You know, like okay, you know, like like Sopranos ends after the sixth season. You know, they're like okay, we're not gonna you know, 
we're kind of, you know, it's time to kind of keep, you know, to, to wrap this thing up. Whereas in the past, it was like TV shows would find out after they were bad that they, they should have wrapped <laughs> it up early. Well, early. and if you're CBS, they yeah. still follow that rule. It's like no cancellations at any cost. It doesn't matter how bad the show's gotten. Just just keep on pumping out episodes of NCIS and well, Blue Criminal Blood Minds. is still on. It's now in its thirteenth or fourteenth season, or it's gonna be fourteen seasons. And we gotta give it a rest. I mean, yeah, I I'm now outside. If, you know, if, like, uh, <laughs> if it doesn't get to like double digit seasons, then it's a failure for CBS. I mean, they just have to keep hammering these same shows. NCS still on. It's been on for over 15 years. Yeah. With no end in sight. Doesn't Mark Harmon want to do something else? But I guess not. It's I just, think he I did actually. I, I, oh, he did? I summer school too. Yeah, summer school. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That could make sense that he goes back to school. He's older. Yeah, like, I, I thought that he at one point was going to leave the show and mm-hmm. something happened with it where it was like, I think maybe he did leave the show and it just was doing so badly that they just gave him an offer he couldn't refuse or something. Or maybe he didn't see the work out there, there he was expecting. I don't remember what happened exactly, but but there, there I think I think he was planning to leave the show and it just didn't end up working out for some reason. Well, that's the end of the Zags list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we? Well, I know we've got some honorable mentions. I guess. Oh, that's be. right. Yes, yeah. I forgot about those. I guess I'll make that quick. Let me just let yeah. get the list back up here. Um, yeah, we, here we go. Here we go. Yes, there, and that was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to answer, we're going to wrap up. Right. So, <laughs> unlike the show itself. Well, it's not going to. We'll, be well no, I another... mean NCIS. Oh yeah, they'll they'll never end. They'll just probably get some other guy like a Mark Harmon if he unfortunately passes away. You know, and then get Bacula or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, now the thing. Oh, Without Mercy is on my. Um, oh, okay. So that was not mentions. one of mine. And I'll just make it quick. And uh, great. Now I lost it. Two more seconds. Something. Was it to kill? Not pro. Was it program to kill? Or um, wait, are you talking about train to kill? Because that's also, with Chuck Connors. Yeah, Chuck Connors. I think we like <laughs> no, that one. We I just got like enough for the yeah. list, but we. I it think was we close. Did like it. it was really close because it had you know Robert Zadar, and we just we we did Train to Kill on the Zadar list, so I didn't put it on this one. Yeah, I couldn't so. get that one. I couldn't get Train to Kill. There's a, a Leslie Nielsen movie from the '70s called Train to Kill that's actually um. <laughs> that sounds good. Is he like <laughs> is he like Zags? And that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, I I was like man, I was like oh this is it, and I was like no that wasn't it. So yeah, I was I was very disappointed. <laughs> I, we can't let this podcast go about mentioning maximum potential. Yeah, so that's because... definitely on my honorable mentions as well. Um, <laughs> just fantastic that he the exercise video of Dolph. You know, I love Frank Sagarita. I need my workout partner. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't know if this is worth mentioning, but there's also um, Control Five. Um, oh, Deadly Reckoning. Deadly Reckoning. Yeah. Book Boy. Book Boy. Uh, <laughs> that, so that was on my um, honorable mentions. Um, just because of the book boy factor, it's a movie that, that had no no business being bad with the the names that were in it. Um, you know, with the with the the, the talent they had. I mean, they had Genesee, I think, was in it. Um, uh, Hughes. It was like, how is this movie bad? Robert Vaughn. Yeah. Robert Vaughn. Yeah. I was like, why why is this movie not working? But I, it, it didn't it's work. An, it's an amazing question. I mean, it's, it just it's, goes to show what we call the lone tiger effect. Just because the cast is good doesn't mean the movie's yeah. good. So I guess that's just a Lone Tiger effect movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because, um, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was a, an Art Camacho directed it. So it should have had really great acts. But uh, I know. You know. I, 
I mean, it is kind of funny in some places, but yeah, it's funny. Maybe it's, I don't have a copy. We watched it on old Netflix streaming, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I said there was like one good fight with Genesee, and and that was it. But then the, I don't remember Genesee even being in it because he gets killed <laughs> off kind of early in. It's oh like, no wonder that's why he yeah, dies. It's like oh okay, <laughs> I don't know why we're doing that. You know, um, yeah, it you're you're right. Like the, the the there's a sense like if you just throw a bunch of names in, but it, it you know there's a sense if you throw a bunch of names in, it should work. Um, but I think it was just like yeah, it was like the lines, like the book boy, um, you know, some of that stuff. The fact that it has the cast that it has, it's like. Um, and of course, this was a Netflix watch instant back when Netflix. Oh, yeah. Stuff was I good. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't have a lot to lose. I mean, I actually still would recommend it to people if they want to see something on the sillier side. Yeah. I do want to mention one other movie. Sure. It's really hard to find, um, which is called Strike Zone. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to see that. It's one of these like movies that never really came out. And, you know, he's in Bulgaria. It has Billy Drago and Joe Lara. Yeah. And it's like, another one of those. Exactly, and Richard Lynch. I'd like to see it, but it never came to our shores, or maybe it was never even put out. No one's really seen it. It's kind of like these old Madsen movies that never came out in two thousands. <laughs> well, maybe someone listening will, you know, have a copy like they did with that link they gave you for Bad yeah. Fellas. Yeah, the movie is so funny, Bad Fellas or Bad Guys in Hell, because it's you watch it like this, something's wrong. You're watching it. It's not edited right. And James Russo is insane in it. And it's just like, I mean, I would. I maybe the link will work again. I mean, I mean, I can try to resend it. But it, this is you kind of have to watch it for the Genesee factor and the Madsen factor. Yeah. I think Madsen might be a little inebriated. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, he wears like these male Terry fatigues. It's it's it's. <laughs> I kind of had to watch it in this small little box. It was kind of hard to watch a little bit, but. Yeah, that it's yeah, like, I can imagine. Was that what you were right. saying about the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie where you had yeah, to watch that? Do, yeah, where you can watch the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie, but you can watch that really small box on Adult Swim. Yeah. <laughs> like before it premieres in theaters. Oh, but it's in this this impossible to see box with like a you know, you need like a magnifying glass or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it the, the whole yeah, the Aqua Teen thing cause I remember at the time they were doing like a lot of like uh, like what, what's the term like underground advertising for things and stuff like that and um, yeah because I remember there was a huge thing in, in Boston because they were that's like that's right they had the bombs or right, was potential bombs. bombs yeah like they like Boston like so I mean because I think Boston was like really on edge because I think um two of the planes from 9-11 flew out of Logan um and it was like that the security just really dropped the ball. I think that was like kind of the mindset. So they're like really on edge. And then it was like it, it just ended up making them look even worse because they were like, how do you not know that that's like a character from Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Well, that's the thing is it's the character. But because you can't do these kind of underground advertisements anymore. There's like another example. What is that movie from about 15 years ago? I hate to see you say that. It's a Eliza Cuthbert. Do you remember this movie, Brad? The Girl Next Door? No, 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 no. Um, the horror movie. Uh, House of Wax? No, no. You're close. I have to remember the title. Captivity? Thank you. Captivity, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember this story, Brett or Matt, where, like, the captivity poster was too too, uh, serious for for billboards? It's like... Oh, (laughs) I don't, but... uh... I mean, it's like, they show Cuthbert, it's like, she's alive, then she's tortured, then there's like, and it's like, executed. It's just like... like, And they didn't like that. 
they like well i guess it's like snuffed out it's like yeah. captivity it's like oh i guess i get that but he, it's like an underground advertisement in a way <laughs> yeah it, yes. it, it, and so like the idea like cause i mean i think that's like kind of how netflix tries to do with all of their things it's like oh let's you know everybody wants to watch bird box or everybody wants to watch tiger king or something you know it's like yeah, yeah i'm not like, falling for those yeah, it's exactly. It's like, yo, yeah, that's, that's how they try to get us out all to watch that stuff. And we're just like, okay, forget it. I no. almost watched Bird Box, but like, eh, I don't care about Bird Box. It's like, <laughs> well, I did watch Tiger King. And I, like, as I said before, I think I, I don't really understand all the hype. It's basically like a 48 hours episode. Yeah. But just kind of strong over several episodes. But it's really not anything different you'd see on like a Dateline or a 48 hours. I just yeah, don't really, but, you know, as they say, it was the height of the pandemic. People were home, and I think it just sort of caught on because people were stuck at home, and they're like, oh, Tiger King, and it caught on. But really, if that same exact thing was on 48 Hours or Dateline, I wouldn't even have made a blip, I don't think. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then they tried to make, like, a movie out of it with Nicolas Cage, but, like, <laughs> no, even Nicolas was like, yeah, that, that's over. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it was a short-lived trend, but... Yeah, um, it's like, even he said, that, like, yeah, I don't care about it anymore. Wait, it's so like, the, the movie with Nicolas Cage isn't happening? No, or show. No, it's not. He's like, he's like, I'm done with that. I don't care anymore. Oh, okay. Well, if Nicolas Cage doesn't care, then I don't care. And that goes for everything in life. Yeah. <laughs> right. well, but we didn't want to go. I mean, this is a good list. I think, uh, yeah. you know, no, someone's got to talk about Zags. Yeah. We're the, we're the men to do it. Exactly. Well, yeah. So I guess, um, do you guys have any plugs? Anything that you want to, oh. yeah. Yeah. So, a plug, I guess. <laughs> Comeuppanceviews.net is our website, and um, it's if you want to read more about Zagarino or anything yeah, else, yeah, we post like a that, bunch of zags. You I can go we'll... there, and also our podcast, which is called the Comeuppance Reviews Podcast. It's on pretty much every podcatcher, I I think. Yeah, it should um, be. And then I guess my Instagram is Tie Action Rocks, which I posted hostile intent today, Rob Lowe. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that, Matt. It's really ridiculous. <laughs> it's one of our favorite reviews. Yeah. It, it, I think a, the review is funny, personally. Yeah, it's really funny. I it, Not to pat myself on the back, but it's funny. But, you know, the review, you know, writes itself because we it call really it does. Yeah. a new low. What does uh, <laughs> with an E, get it? With an E, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a PGW, uh, paintball gone wrong. Exactly. Um, now, I'm wondering with, with, with Rob Lowe, when you think of a new low, is it like <laughs> now that he's doing like like sneaker commercials and Adkins diet commercials? Yep. Like, is that the it, it, you know, is, is that a new low? Yeah, right, I see exactly. what you're saying. Well, he loves Atkins. I actually tried one of the Atkins bars just because it was just hanging around my friend's house. I was like, yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was like a donut bar, but it was really small. Yeah. It's like, so after eating so, it, you didn't immediately start looking like Rob Lowe? No, I, I did, just, but it's a very short-lived feeling. And then it went away. It, yeah. Then it went away. It's very, very short. It's like, it's like, you know, numbness. It's like you get your Rob Lowness, and then it's oh. like, <laughs> like, oh, what a hunk. Oh, it's oh, I'm back to my almost hunkness. It's <laughs> like, like saying almost fire Rob Lowe. You're just like, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you say, what did you say, Danimals? No, no, Sanimals. Sanimals. Sanimals fire. Danimals. I know it's a yogurt, but it's like, yeah. That would be a new Rob Lowe if he was doing yeah. animals commercials. I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, because I watched 911 Lone Star, and it's like for a show that has Rob Lowe in it, and he's working the main character, he's not in it that much. So it's like, he just does nothing. Because I think like his brother writes for the show, it's like John Lowe. It's like, <laughs> like John Lowe. It's just like, it's oh, so it's Chad dropped by. Oh, yeah, Chad. Chad, Chad. Chad I guess it's a Lowe family joint. It's, it's like uh, in living color. 
like it was just a bunch of weigh-ins. <laughs> now it's just a bunch of lows. And it's just like, I mean, the thing about this John Lowe guy, he writes for the show, and then he, he, Rob Lowe says, must say, mm, I don't want to be in the show that much. Bring me like one scene. Because <laughs> like, that's right. basically what so he's been doing lately. They have like a brotherly kind of spat. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it used to do more. But I guess if we're going talking about Atkins, Rob, well, I was having a hostile tent, which is a funny uh, movie. Uh, but we can probably yeah. let you go. Those are the links. Yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, you know, I think, um, no, I think wrapping up, I think, you know, yeah. I think Zags is one of those guys that, like, again, he's kind of like another tier down. Yeah. Um, and I think we, you know, we, we had him on that episode of The Other Guys. And I think he may have been our number one other guy, um, you, you know, and it's kind of worth giving him the shine that we did today. And I think, uh, that's a yeah, good think, point. Yeah. I think people will, will find some enjoyment, but the thing is with, with, with the tag arena, when you get down to that lower tier, you're going to get some stinkers too. So, uh, yeah. so we didn't warn you when you, when you're it's, delving in there. Because we start off with duds and then he re- re- eventually, you know, came up the ranks a little bit like, Oh, that guy's pretty good. You know? Yeah. All right. So this list is actually really helpful to people because these are, you know, they can skip all those and they can just go right to the good ones, which we yes. had to go through all of them. So we're really yeah. saving people a lot of time. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we do the hard work. So yeah, we do the hard to. work. So you don't have to. <laughs> a nice compact 90 minutes. And it's just like, it's perfect. So like, <laughs> we're the young like guys. We're, we're, we're the young guy who co-stars with with Steven Seagal, and we do all the heavy lifting while yeah. he just sits there and it's like <laughs> we're the Byron Mans, right? We're the uh-huh. Byron Mans, think. exactly the Brent Foster. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're the guy who does his uh, voice <laughs> over oh, yeah. ADR work, <laughs> and, and we're like the Roy Orbison of the you know, just, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. his hair and glasses. Yeah, I can't do it. But the the guy who does the voice. Uh, oh yeah, I well, love depends it. if he wants to be Cajun or not. I think he has the Cajun guy. Yeah, yeah. Like when he wants to be more Cajun, and then he has the other guy without yeah. the Cajun accent who does his voice. Attack Force really is his best ADR work. Um, it's like. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think I mentioned that in the review. Like, I can't remember. There was some, there's some ADR stuff in there that is just so ridiculous in Attack Force that uh, right is Attack Force the one where there are people that had special powers. Yes. Uh, but he could, he was he didn't have special powers, but he could still throw people through walls too. Yes, he did. And then there's a part where he says, "On via dub, I'm glad you recognize my voice." <laughs> and it's like, it's like you "Hey, got I'm it. Steven Seagal." It's like, hey, wait yeah. a minute. The Jay Leno doing it? I didn't think I'm. <laughs> well, I think he might have had a few Doritos in his time. But I... Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think he yeah. likes Cool Ranch a little bit too much. <laughs> he seems yeah. like a Cool Ranch guy. Cool yeah. Ranch. and I like and, Cool Ranch. Yeah. I was going to say he'd be Cool Ranch and Mountain Dew, but I think he's probably more like Cool Ranch <laughs> and like whiskey or something. Like he, he's, yeah. He's doing yeah. so much. No, yeah. he, no, Seagal, like, he likes those uh, Cheetos with the checks on them. It's like... <laughs> Like, he really uh, liked those. He was sad there was a guy discontinued. Well, I think Saddam Hussein liked those too. Yeah, I like Cheetos. I mean, okay. <laughs> I think there's an actual quote. He's like, yeah. I like Cheetos and Fritos, but not yeah. Doritos. Like, not like you know, Doritos. he had access to the vending machine and he would eat like snacks, American yeah. snacks, I guess, that he never had before. I would like and to see him go to a vending machine. Like, here I go. I'm walking to the vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to pick today? Ooh, <laughs> ooh Fritos. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, guard, you're out of Fritos. <laughs> he shoots him. <laughs> yeah, and he kills him. Yeah, because you know um, he developed like a, a taste for certain American snacks. And, uh, well, kind of interesting. I mean, American salty American snacks for causing fat Americans. Yeah, I mean they're engineered. <laughs> the snacks are engineered in a way to like make you want to eat them. So yeah. it, you know, it's, I mean, of course, you know, I mean, 
I, I mean, you think about it. If, if America really wanted to take down, you know, like like let's say America really wanted to take down Russia, you know, just like start like, you know, uh, airdropping bags of Doritos into the, you know, and people start eating them, and suddenly like they just got like hypertension, diabetes. Oh yeah, and, I've been know. saying that for years. I yeah. That, I yeah, I mean, we should be doing that. And well, of course, there is a whole book about how food is engineered. At least one book, which is called Salt, Sugar, Fat, which is about how like when you see on a package, oh, it's Ten percent less fat. Well, to make up for that, they pump up the sugar. Then, like two years later, it says less sugar. Then they move the fat, and they just take salt, sugar, and fat, and they move them around in different combinations to say one's less than the other. And so, if you're interested in that subject, uh, read that book. But yeah, I mean, that's why. Like, why are there weight rooms in prisons? Like, <laughs> why do we want harder, faster, more elite criminals when they get out of jail? What we should do is get rid of all weight rooms from prisons. And if they want to do push-ups on their own, great. But I don't see why we should pay for their weight room and then use that space to fill it up with cookies, donuts, shakes. And so they're fat and listless when they get out of prison and they don't feel like committing crimes. Because if they had a Shake Shack, that'd be pretty, you know, almost wanting to go to prison then for that. But I mean, like, <laughs> they should load it up with turkey and milk. So they're like, they have all that tryptophan. Oh, and then turkey based meat. Yeah. They should have, yeah. Yeah, we should get Subway to cater the prisons. So yeah. it's substandard, not so good food. They're eating lots of turkey. They're tired. They want to nap. They How can you want to rape, rob, and kill when yeah. you're, you know, loaded up with turkey and milk? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, to me, I could solve the crime crisis in this country tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Also, but, too, that the workout area seems to be the yeah. place where all of the shanking happens. And so, like, you could also curb a lot of the violence in the prison if you don't have everybody in the, the yard doing the gym stuff because it's like, oh, guys lifting weights. And, you know, like that, that's when everybody's, you know, oh, can I get a spot, man? Oh, go talk about how we're going to shank <laughs> yeah. this guy, you know? Right, yeah. exactly. And then even if you do shank him, he's so fat, then, like, the shank doesn't really do anything because right. you he know, breaks off. Yeah. yeah, it has to go through several layers of fat that wasn't there before. So I, I'm actually helping, you know, <laughs> uh, no one listens to me. That's my problem. <laughs> I guess this got, got off. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Uh, well, OK, well, yeah, and that happy note. I mean, like, want some tags tonight? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, go go out to the store, get yourself a good bag of Doritos, yes. a bag of MTN do and, and, and <laughs> yes, some yes. Zags movie. Perfect. Yes. That's a great way to end this one. <laughs> yes, we, yes. And well, I mean, Doritos are now called Doritos. Yeah, because they took out the O's. It says DRT. He's not incorporated. All right. We out. Well, thanks again for having us on the show. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back soon. Bye, everyone. That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. 
And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.